Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Teachers Can Be Wealthy Too. I am your host, Takor, and I want to thank you all for listening to Teachers Can Be Wealthy since um, we started last December. Um, actually, December 2020 is officially when we started. So last year was our full year of having the podcast, and it has really been fun. So um, we started back here in January with our new um, episode. So I just ask that you please connect, make sure that you follow the podcast, um, whether it be here on Anchor, Spotify, all of Apple, all of your other podcast um, distributors. I really, really appreciate it. Share us with a friend. Let them know about Teachers Can Be Wealthy, that we talk about ways that educators can build sustainable wealth through sustainable businesses, um, investment strategies, side hustles, and just knowing how to um, make your money, make more money, right? That's what we're all about. We're about generational wealth building. We don't want to just be wealthy for today, but we want to be wealthy for tomorrow, for our future, right? Our future generations. And so that is something that I am wholeheartedly compassionate, um, passionate about, not compassionate, but passionate about, and that I strive to do in my own life. Um, I have a um, now, you know, he's been six years old for about a month and a half. Now I have a six-year-old six boy, first child. I had him um, at the age of 37, 38 years old. So I had him a little bit later in life. And I still, I was working on crafting some things for my own personal um, well-being and success. But when I had my child... Um, there was already a fire lit in me. I've been in entrepreneurship for years, but one of the things that I did in my younger years, in my 20s and 30s, is that I spent everything that I had. Like, I spent, like, I've been an educator for years, but majority of my career has been in later, um, leadership. I worked in the private sector, so never in public school. Um, I worked in preschool and I worked in private um, early learning facilities that went from maybe preschool age to fifth grade or maybe from preschool to kindergarten. And so um, I was always in leadership, um, the director of the, the preschool, the director of, um, you know, certain programs, the director of um, the entire, you know, private school. Um, so being in those positions, um, even at points, you know, being over the curriculum department. So everything that I've done, I started in the classroom. So I do have that hustle and that grind of um, the classroom experience. But shortly after being a teacher, um, my my goal was always to come out of the classroom and to go into leadership. I've always had a leadership focus. I've always wanted to be a decision maker. I've always wanted to be um, held at a higher accountability. I always wanted to be the one to make things better, to advocate for students and families and communities and other teachers. So shortly after being in the classroom, um, I was promoted and my promoted promotions had, you know, kept increasing over those years. So primarily um, my relationship in the industry, um, private school industry was in leadership. However, 
Um, there were times that I would step away from leadership and go and substitute teach, right? There was times I would step away from leadership. And um, I think for two years, I went back into the classroom. I was a pre-K teacher. Um, and then I stepped away from that and I started working um, in ESL and teaching college. So there's, you know, my my role has been um, in various areas in education, from the classroom to leadership. But even while being in leadership, when I felt stressed, um, when I felt like, because in being in leadership in education or any business or any field, sometimes it can get overwhelming. Sometimes you need a break. And I found myself just going, 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 doing, 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 always being there, always being on call, always, always, always being number one. We talked, I talked about having a higher level of accountability, even though I loved it. Um, in 2012, there was an unfortunate situation with my father being murdered. And so during that time, I took a break from leadership and I went back into the classroom um, to teach for about a year. And then um, I started and then I left again for a while. I switched jobs, just trying to figure out if I wanted to stay, you know, in in even in a private school sector, there's still issues, maybe not the same issues as public school. But you have boards, right? You have people, these board members that control a lot of things. And then if you are in a certain um, demographic, you have parents controlling because they're paying a certain amount of monies. And so it was a lot of things that I didn't like. I didn't feel like that I was in control of or could be the great decision maker that I wanted to be on. And so I stepped away for a little while longer. I started substituting. And then, you know, in 2015, um, I got married and, you know, I discovered um, I got married at the beginning of 2015. Around a few months later, um, I found out I was pregnant and then I had my baby um, prematurely. He was like two and a half months early. So instead of coming in February of 2016, he came in December of 2015. So, so much happened in 2015. And then I decided, you know what? I'm just, I have this preeming and I'm just going to start working from home and I want to be an independent educator. So I started working with homeschool families. I started doing the whole ESL global thing. Um, I started teaching children with the ESL and then I transitioned and wanted to really teach adults in ESL. I really fell in love with the adult um, side of ESL because these are business professionals, college students, doctors, lawyers, government officials. I really feel in love with teaching, um, you know, conversational English and business English and travel English to adults. And so I switched from the children aspect of it to teaching only adults ESL and started my company um, and then started a virtual preschool. Um, start working as an independent teacher with homeschool families, start creating curriculum, um, writing children's books, children workbooks, creating educational materials like flashcards. And so I really got into the aspect of um, being an independent educator, right? And starting my own education type style businesses. So the education type style businesses allowed me to still teach 
right? And it also allowed me to use my curriculum skills of creating. It also allowed me to be a leader, right? Because in my school, I hire other teachers. Um, we do planning, we do meetings. So I was able to use all of the aspects of my skills as an educator in the education industry, classroom teacher, um, education, leadership, and administration, curriculum development, program director. So all of these skills I was able to use in creating my different type of businesses. So for me, my company, KSL Professional Development Institute, um, you know, we do teacher training, right? I went back because as I told you before, part of my experience was in the preschool industry. So I became a childcare preschool trainer um, in my state and four other different states where I can offer training classes. And, and then I wanted to do it online. So I created my training course classes for teachers in Georgia, South Carolina, um, Arizona, where else? New Mexico, Louisiana. So um, I was able to offer online training courses. And from that, we developed the, well, I developed the Teachers Can Be Wealthy the Teachers Can Be Wealthy mantra, which is what I stand on, and helping teachers to be able to cultivate and create their own wealth story and build their own financial security by leaving the pressures of the classroom, leaving the bureaucracy and red tape of the classroom, leaving the um, depreciating appreciation, right, of being an educator and creating their own lane. So this is what I do. This is what I'm passionate about. And so there's so many different ways that I do this. So you remember I talk about, you know, creating sustainable businesses, sustainable side hustles and learning how to invest, right? Investment is a big part of my wealth story. And I want to help other people get over the intimidation factor of investing. Now, let me put the disclaimer up there that I am not an investment guru. I am not a financial advisor. That is not my it's my um, my experience or my education. My experience in education is education. But as an educator, I can teach you what I have experience with. I can teach you what I know, what I've learned. I can make it easier for you by teaching you the, the information. So what I do um, is offer information, coaching, courses, um, development on the basics of creating wealth through investing, right? And encourage people to go even in depth with that. But I started investing without knowledge. I started investing before I had a child when I was in my 30s, but I was not as serious about it as I am now. Like I told you before, when I started my career, I was in leadership. So having no kids, you know, I think my first promotion in leadership, I was like 23 or 24. I became a school director and, you know, I didn't have any kids until 38, right? <laughs> so my money, I didn't have that mindset. I knew I wanted more. I knew I wanted to be in leadership. I knew I wanted to have a great job, a great career, but I wasn't really thinking about wealth. I had businesses. I own a boutique. I was making money. Um, at one point, I owned a um, a business for decor, selling decor. 
Um, and I was making money at these this boutique, this plus size fashion boutique for women. I was making money at my um, my um, my furniture and decor business. However, I was not saving money. I wasn't investing money. I was spending what I had. And I was the type of spender that if I have it, the people around me have it, right? I, I share. I'm a giver. Um, not to the point of you using me, but I just naturally give. If you're in my crew, if you're around me, if you're hurting, if you got something going on that you can't meet the bills or whatever, you don't even have to ask. I'm like, what? Here you go. Or if we go out, it's like, pay the bill or, you know, I, I like, I had a boutique, right? So I like fashion. Um, I like getting my hair done and doing all these things. I didn't have any kids. And so for me, I, you know, if I wanted it, I spent it. I like shopping and I like, you know, going to different restaurants. Those were my big things. I'm, I'm like a foodie. And so, but I spent Every single dime, <laughs> every single dime. I remember one transition when I left my director job and I look back and I'm like, all of the money you spent, the money you made, and you didn't save anything. So it's like starting over was a nightmare for me because I was living paycheck to paycheck. See, I was making the money and being single, the money I was making was pretty good for a single young woman. I was living paycheck to paycheck, right? My rent wasn't that expensive. Um, I didn't have a car because I don't drive. <laughs> so I saved money in that area. I'm telling you how ridiculous it was. I was making so much money that... This was before Uber. I had my own taxi driver. He had one of those luxury. Oh my God. I don't know. Forgot what kind of vehicle it was, but it was a taxi cab, but it was a luxury taxi cab. And he was my personal driver when I needed to go places, when I needed to go to work, when I needed to get off work. Um, Anytime I wanted to go somewhere, if I wasn't hanging out with my friends to go anywhere, I would call up my driver, make an appointment, let him know what time I needed to be there, what time I needed for him to pick me up. And he was making good money off of me every week. That's ridiculous, but it's real out here. I'm telling you the truth. And I remember, you know, that I wasn't, the only thing that I really did during that time when I first started making money um, and, and having the kind of money that I, I felt like was good. And it's still, when I look at it today, it still wasn't the money that I wanted to make. Um, but it was good for me being a single young woman, right? Coming from, you know, the projects, coming from not having anything. And when I first started my career, I was on section eight. One of the great accomplishments of my life that I felt good about because Session A and programs like that, I feel like they are there for you to get on your feet, for you to do better. Um, and so I felt good that I was able to call them and say, hey, I no longer want your Section A. And they were like, well, why don't you? And I'm like, I make more than enough money um, to cover all of my bills and my expenses. I'm where I need to be monetary wise with my salary. And because really it got to the point where they they weren't paying anything on my Section A. I was just still in the program. And it was like, let this go. Like, you are you are making money. You're doing good. But even at that point, I got to the point where I gave back this this thing, right? And I was so appreciative of the Section A because it helped me through college. It helped me through school. 
Um, but I was at a point where I was able to give it back. And that was always the goal to be able to um, grow, to be able to have a certain salary, to be able to have more than I ever had growing up. But I did that, but I was spending my money like crazy. So in my 30s, I began to discover about investing. Again, I had businesses. And then I started to think about, okay, you need to do better about this. You don't need to just be making money to make money to buy things. You need to have money for the future. And so I still kind of played around with it, but I wasn't really serious, right? Have you ever done something, but you weren't really serious? You're kind of dipping your 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 baby toe in it, whole, you know, so to speak, not your whole foot. You're just putting in a baby toe and you're playing around with it. And you're like, oh, I'm investing money. But you're not really learning about it. You're not really doing much. You do it um, um, sporadically. And so that's where I was. But when I had my son, and as I started to get older, I was like reflecting. Even before I had my son, I was like, you know what? Girl, you could be so much further than you are today. But here's the thing. I grew up in the housing projects. I grew up with my mom on food stamps and welfare. Eventually, she got off of welfare um, because, you know, they had that requirement when things changed that you had to work. So she went to school and became a CNA. So she was a nursing assistant, private duty nursing. And so she started working in the latter part of her her, her 30s, 40s. Um so I saw her do that, but I grew up, you know, in this way. And so I just wanted more. I always wanted more. And um, however, I never had a discussion about budgeting, um, balancing a checkbook, you know, um, savings account, definitely not stock market and investing. So I didn't have that information. I just knew I wanted to have more than what I had growing up. I knew that I wanted to be a professional. I knew I didn't want to be on assistance. Um, and if I, you know, and I, if I had to be on assistance, I knew I wanted it to be temporary to help me to get to my, my goal. Right. Um, so, but I didn't know about saving. So but as I got older, I began to think about, girl, how much money did you spend? And then I just started researching, becoming curious about stuff. But I put my baby toe in it. It wasn't my whole foot. I was playing. And then when I had my son, who's now six years old as of December 2021, um, I had my, I started, you know, new business to stay home with my preemie, using my skills, my education. And then I just start thinking about what the word of God says about leaving an inheritance behind. And I start thinking about generational wealth and I start thinking about legacy. And I'm like, you're doing all these things. I've written these books, all of these books I've written and published. I have these businesses, all of these different things that I've had my hands on. It's time for you to use the blessings and the gifts that you have. And it's time for you to multiply that and learn the different ways to do that. Become financially literate and learn different ways to do that. So that is my testimony. That's my story. That brings me to what we are doing now um, with the podcast and what I'm doing with the Teachers Can um, Be Wealthy, you know, mantra and the Teachers Building Wealth Academy and helping other educators. And I want to expand later um, from just educators to other people in general, um, other women in general. Um, but I started with teachers because that's my experience. That's my passion. 
And I know the struggle that teachers have, right? And I've always been an advocate for other teachers. So let my testimony be um, encouraging to you for this not to be your testimony, right? I don't care if you're making $15 an hour, you can become an investor. I don't care if your job is paying you $45,000 a year, you can become an investor. You can find a side hustle. You can create a business that would allow you to take that money and grow that money. Because here's the thing, you have to create your own money tree, right? Money trees are not real or realistic unless you create it. You create your own money tree with the seeds that you sow into good, um, in, into good ground, good businesses, good side hustles, good investments. And you create your own stimulus check. You create your own economy. Um, and so I just really wanted to share my testimony on today. So I invite you to go back and listen to the rest of the podcast and listen to the things where we talk about, um, where I talk about building wealth, where I talk about how to get started as a side hustle, how I talk about monetizing your skills, because I really want for you to take these things at face value and implement them and then be consistent with them and seeing how your life, your financial story, your wealth story will change. And remember, wealth is not about bragging, being braggadocious, um, saying you have a lot of nice things. You can buy nice things, but you have to be smart with your with your money if you want generational wealth, right? Um, if you want to be more than a thousandaire, you really have to be smart with your money. And so it's about creating options. The more money you have, the more options, the more opportunities you have. You have options to choose where you want to live, what schools you want to send your children to, whether you want to go full entrepreneurship or stay in the classroom, what investments you want to make, whatever. The more money you have, the more options you have. Wealth creates options. And in our world system, we need money, right? We need options. Um, and without those options, people are depressed. People are getting divorced. Um, some kids cannot go to school. Some of them stay, you know, in, in poor, lower socioeconomic um, environments, broken households, poor um, schools, um, so many different things. So we have to begin to see how would we want our future generations to live? What do we want for them? And for me, with my son, and then thinking about when my son get older, and then when he has sons, and then thinking about how I grew up in the struggle of, you know, standing in the lines waiting for food, or mom cashing food stamps, or um, you know, having to do certain things for us to have Christmas or, um, you know, not having toilet tissue, right? And having to borrow from the neighbor or use newspaper or a rag. Like we went through some of those things in the projects growing up poor. So those things became my motivation, to make a difference in my life, in my son's life. I wish I was taught those things early on because it would have made a big advantage. Me being the kind of person that I am, I'm about success. I'm about growth. I'm about my saying for 
probably 20 years has always been about being about upward mobility. And so that is my belief system anyway. And so if I would have had the education, the financial education, I would have started this a long time ago. So I'm a little bit of behind the curve, um, but I started since my son has been alive. He's six. Um, I think I really got started when he was about three um, especially with, with not with businesses, but investing in the stock market and doing those things. So a little bit behind the curve, but um, a lot ahead of where I was before. My wealth story um, is great from the things that I'm doing. And so I want to help other people who probably have the path that I have. I want to help teachers who probably feel the way that I felt about having that foot on their neck and a foot on their finances and having someone else to control like what their value and worth is um, to actually help them to go to the next level. So let my testimony be an encouragement to you for this not to be your testimony. Get started today with building wealth. Get started today with thinking about what you want for your next generation, okay? Um, and the life that you want to ultimately create. What options do you want? What options do you want? If you went to sleep tonight and a miracle happened in your finances, what would it look like when you woke up? How would you know a miracle occurred in your finances? And once you think about that, what is it that you need to do to see this miracle become a part of your reality? So I want to leave you with that. Make sure that you connect with me on social media, okay? So that you can know about the courses. Join the Teachers Building Wealth Academy where I teach you all these things. I show you how to invest. I show you how to publish a book. I show you about investing in the stock market, how to receive passive income for the stock market from the stock market, how to take a side hustle in order to create wealth. We're really talking about building wealth. I'm really showing you that. And giving you some strategies to implement and walking you through it through the master classes, the pop-up coaching, the resources. Join Teachers Building Wealth Academy. You can go um, to the website. So I want for you to go to kslinstitute.com. That's the website for information on the Teachers Building Wealth Academy. Make sure you connect with me on IG at teacher, without the S, teacher building wealth. Um and, you know, find out how you can get started. All right. God bless you. Peace and love. And come back, check in and see what else we have to talk about on our next episode. Bye.